Hi, welcome to Three Dog Yoga. You're listening to a 60-minute flow class. When you're ready, grab your mat and let's get started. Hey, good morning. It's good to see you. Welcome back. Cool. Excellent. Uh, and this will be a good one to take with you wherever you might go. We're going to work uh, with uh, some some neck therapy. So in case you uh, you had a little tech neck from time to time, either from sitting at a desk, uh, scrolling a phone, doing life because life happens down and in front of us. Uh, so uh, for those of you that, I mean, I think everyone's initiated in what tech neck is. Uh, it's actually called forward head posture. I'm going to turn to the side so that you guys can uh, see it. And uh, if I let my head come down and forward, just like I've got my phone right here or, or whatever, I'm knitting or something. Uh, my head's coming off the central axis of my body and it's coming down and forward. The fix for this, as you might, y'all know this, is not to look up. Right? It's not to crane the neck, which is something that we do a lot in um, when we inappropriately do back bends, right? The, uh, not gonna help this head down and forward action. What we're going to be working with is go ahead and find the base of your skull. Just, just go ahead to your hand, investigate the base of your skull and the, the, the skull and just move around the, the occiput, the edge there. There's muscles here, right? These muscles that go down into the back. Use those to uh, just bring your head upright. Those, those muscles that need, well, they need a little, little, little conditioning, right? Because they get pulled into the state. Go ahead and, and pretend you're scrolling your phone. You get pulled in the state that we call locked long, right? In case you didn't recognize, they're not being stretched when you do tech neck. Does anyone feel relief when you do tech neck? No, there's no relief. They're just being pulled to their long state and then they're asked to hold this, uh, this human head out there in space, right? How would we stretch them? Bring your head to the top of its axis, so right at the central point of the body, and now bring your chin in. And then as you do that, Feel the, the head nodding action rather than jutting down and forward as the, the lengthening of those muscles. Then bring the chin back level and let your head turn from side to side, keeping your chin level. Okay, so when we add rotation, there's gonna be a strong pull of the head to go forward, but you're gonna keep yours just like it's, it's rotating up at the top of the neck. And then go, I don't know what, what is fall. It's like candy apple on a stick and you're rotating the, uh, I know, seasonal appropriate metaphors only. So good. you guys got it. So what we're going to work with today is not only doing some stretching for the neck, which is good, but also this aligning and, and realigning of the neck as we move. Deal? Deal enough? Cool. I'm going to start on your back. Lie down. Take Supta Baddha And as you do, take your hands back to the base of your skull, the occiput, the occipital ridge, those two bony, bumpy, sticky-outy parts at the edge. Right? Get your thumbs connected to that. And then just kind of lengthen the neck by, by drawing your head back. See if that is helpful to you. And then hands resting on your center line just to give you that, that sense of center. So the hands rest, navel center, heart, and bringing yourself to that center line where your spine is. Right? So this axis of the spine that moves from tailbone to crown of head, right? In yoga from root chakra to crown chakra. And we're looking to align it in its natural serpentine. This curve outward of the sacrum, inward of the low back outward of the rib cage and gently inward of the neck and outward with the back of the head. And sometimes one of those spaces will get a little compressed, over overextended or over uh, kind of flexed. Take a moment to notice how you feel. And if, if you do feel like the low back is a little compressed, See about lifting the rib cage, lengthening yourself back. And then again, lift the back of your head and, and lengthen there. So anytime we're making a change to one part of the spine, we want to be aware of how that's affecting the rest of it. 
and uh, that's ideal. It's not always going to be possible. We're going to think about other things, other things, including other parts of the body will get in the way of that consciousness. And then from time to time, we'll just drift away from that ideal of focus and the spine, the spinal column, the alignment of it in healthy posture is a good place to bring yourself back to. With that in mind, bring the soles of your feet to the mat and sort of the flowing bridge. So begin by pressing your feet down, lift your tailbone, the sacrum, the low back, as much of your spinal off the floor as you can by pressing your feet and your arm bones down, even the back of your head down. And the back of the head as the kind of grounded point of the spine and slowly lower everything back down in its natural curvature until the sacrum is down. That'll be the movement. Now I'm just going to focus in on the breath work of it, inhaling your way up. And exhaling, lowering down. And so for today, not too much of that uh, work we sometimes do of like pressing the vertebrae to the floor. That's a, it's a core body stabilizer. It's good. But here, we're taking the spine into as much extension as we can, this back bend of bridge. And then as you lay it down, you're really just allowing it to take its natural shape. And the practice of allowing is so much harder than the practice of, of doing or forcing. So you're just working with that idea that you press down to go up, you extend the spine as much as you can, get as much of you off the floor as you can. And then when you lay yourself back down, it's just that. Cool. One more of those. Head being the, the focal point here, kind of back of your head, be sure that's the back of your head as you're coming down, that the chin hasn't lifted, you haven't gone into an arched neck. And then uh, same idea, same, same grounding point at the back of the head, arms out like cactus, knees to right angles. And we're gonna take heel taps in which you're gonna move the legs in this uh, right angle shape. There's, the right angle at the knee that you're holding steady. There's a right angle at the hip that you're unhinging and hinging back to that 90 degrees. As you do, press the shoulder blades back of the head down. Not so much that you create jaw tension or throat tension. You may need a different shape than cactus arms. I'll admit to needing a different shape than cactus arms. Uh, Goal post arms work. That's where the uh, fingertips would point toward the ceiling. Or uh, my favorite, bring the hands in a little closer to the head and it's the uh, cowboy surrender. Have one more round. Then we'll come back into center, hug your knees to your chest, give a good squeeze. And then again, knees above the hips. This time we're gonna bring the heels close to the sitting bones. Hug your knees toward one another. If you have a block nearby that you can just grab with your hand, catch it, place it between the knees. And if you want more work here, slide the block till you're just holding the edge. Like the block is barely wedged in there. And if that's too much, you go with, with more of the block surface touching the legs. And take belly twisting pose. Again, with a focus on shoulder blades and back of your head anchoring you down at the center. Your sternum will stay relatively centered. Your rib cage might turn a little bit. You don't need to force anything. In fact, in this practice of aligning posture, you just don't force. But as best that you can, keep your shoulder blades to the mat. Keep the back of your head centered on the mat. You know, working with, there's a really light amount of work in the postural muscles with this act of grounding to awaken them so that when we come to standing, they, they know what to do. 
one more round here. Then we'll come back to center. Pause. If you have the block, keep it. Bring the soles of your feet to the floor and stay. And if not, a uh, constructive rest. Press feet down, draw your abdominals in, feel your lowest rib on the mat, back of your head on the mat. You got the block, gently hug. Shoulder blades press down, back of the head presses down. Just get that you know, into the mental and muscular consciousness, this action of alignment there. Then bring knees to chest, nose to knees. Rock your way up to seated. If you'd like to sit on something like blocks or a uh, bolster or a chair, whatever's going to help you sit in a way that your sitting bones feel well-grounded, you feel centered on your sitting bones. Okay, so that's uh, for your hips, right? We often think of it for the hips, but it's also for the rest of the spine. If we're sitting a little behind center on the sitting bones, that's going to curl the thoracic forward. That's going to curl the head forward. I'll show you here while you get yourself seated. And I can't, uh, I can't have a rounded posture in the lower spine and not kind of uh, counterbalance it with this this kind of forward head. Right? If I sit back behind, I'm going to have to do something weird up the chain of the body. So really, really important and like a used to be like the teacher would say like if you can't sit comfortably on the floor your knees can't get below your it's just like just forget about if you can or you can't get yourself aligned so that your hips are level the low back takes its natural curve in the rib cage takes its natural curve out the back of your neck feels gently curved and you feel like the tips of your ears Go ahead and bring your hand, bring your fingertips to the tips of your ears. Like you don't have pixie ears. I mean, you might um, if you do. So cool. Uh, but it, right at the very top of the ears, go ahead and just gently pull up and then just find that area. Just touch with your fingers so that you get the tactile sense of where the top of your ears are. And those lifting up towards ceiling or the sky. Release your hands down to your lap. Pause and just take an imprint of this and bring back the memory of the floor where you had shoulder blades and back of your head well aligned. So we've moved from working with gravity where gravity helped us have good posture to a different relationship in which it's a little more challenging to keep this relationship of back and back of head. Right? We'll go into even further challenge when we go into things like planks, but for now, just finding this as your center as a starting point that we'll come back to as we do some neck and shoulders stretching and, and opening. We'll bring chin to chest so you feel the head nod forward on its axis. With the shoulder blades slide down the back so that you're making the muscles from the base of the skull down to the shoulder blades long. Then you're just gonna tilt and really take on that, like the verb is tilt, not roll, but tilt. Right ear towards right shoulder. There are head rolls, right? There's circular action. This is just a, uh, a side flexion. Feel what's going on in the side of the neck. Then back to center with chin in. And now move from the back of your head. You just think about the muscles are there. Those muscles are pulling your head back up into that central alignment, that starting point where the tips of your ears reach out, the side bodies get long, just pause and, and that relocating this right, is the muscular work of good posture. Tilt chin in again, and then a tilt of your head to the other side. Right, so that's tipping it to the side, it's a lateral flexion right there. Not that kind of scooping or rolling action yet. Let the opposite shoulder get heavy, center of your chest light. Chin is gently drawn in. Come back to center level your head, using the muscles at the base of the skull, draw the base of the skull up and back 
tips of your ears toward the ceiling. Feel the elongation of your front body. Then again, chin down toward the chest. This time, the dual action of rolling your head toward the right shoulder. So that's the, the circular action there. You're going to let your chin draw a little forward toward, well, toward the wall in front of you, or pull it back in toward your collarbone. And if one of those gets you more relief for your neck, stay with it. If they're about the same, pick one. And breath in. We're going to get out of this the same way that we came in. So circle chin back toward your chest. And then do that work from the muscles at the base of the skull, drawing you up to the, the back of the head is in line with the shoulder blades. You're sitting tall. Your gaze will be straight ahead at eye level. Pause there and just recognize that you're back at center. And chin in. And that roll to the other side. Let the opposite shoulder get heavy, and again, you can let the chin move out a little forward. This is, again, if the chin is down and forward, it's not wrong. It's, it's the way we got into it that allows it to be more relief for our neck. It could be chin in toward the collarbone. Still sitting up tall through your midline. We'll get out of the same way, chin in toward sternum. Sternum is up toward your face. Then move from the back of the head to stack your head at the top of the spine. Cool. Keep that strong action. You're just going to turn to look side to side as we did before. Really conscious that your eyes, just make this a meditation, that your eyes move across the room at eye level. They're going to try to dart around for most of us. This is like the, the super zen. You just get really soft, calm eyes as you move side to side. I feel like I'm doing the eye doctor test here. The eye doctor would have you move your eyes themselves. Uh, you can do the opposite of it. Just move the whole head across this rotational field. With the idea that your head is staying at the top of the spine. Right? So, your head is not a, an apple on a stick, but but if you need that that visual, right, of the spine moving up into the skull, it, there's there's a similarity there, of the that final joint of the spine being right up there between the ears. Back to center. That looked great. Pause. Eyes level. We'll take some shoulder shrugs. And this is kind of, this is a challenge too, as you move your arm bones around, and as you're moving your shoulder blades around, keep your head in line. And what's gonna really try to happen is the head's really gonna try to go down and forward, been sitting here a while, right? And keep the tips of your ears lifting, keep the sides of your neck long, keep the head balanced at the top of the spine, fine balance at that upper joint between your ears. One more round. Shoulder blades slide down, tips of your ears lift up, pause and take in the memory of this feeling. We're gonna take this with us into our, our flow into particularly mountain pose, even down dog, things in which our body is uh, striving for alignment at center. Feel hips through spine, shoulders and head. I'm gonna keep as much of this as we can. Come on over to down dog. Yes, so down dog looks nothing like seated posture, except through this central portion of the body in which we're attempting to align all that just as we were before at a diagonal. The head doesn't fall forward of the diagonal that the rest of the spine is making. Just pay attention from hips to shoulders to hands and bring the head into that line. Usually, like the, the ears will line up between the arms somewhere around that. 
your gaze will be somewhere toward the back of the mat. It'll take in your feet back there, but it might not be at that spot right between them, right? That you may not be able to, uh, to set the eyes like on a dime at that spot. I, I don't, mine doesn't. But somewhere toward the center of the mat, the gaze is set. Learn where that point is for yourself right now so that you can go back to it as we move. You know, lift up on your heels, look for the toes, lift your heels and walk forward to the front of the mat. Breathe in and lift halfway. Here's another place where we try to make that alignment just as like we do in seated, but sideways. A little harder here, a little more work for the upper back. Exhale, bow forward. And you're gonna walk your feet out wide into a rag doll in which you just let all the caring about all of that just dissolve. Okay, so have feet wide apart, shoulder to mat distance. Legs soft. So bend at the el at the at the elbows, at the leg elbows, also known as your knees. And wrap your arms around one another. You could bring your hands to the small of your back and lace them. Tuck your chin in and we're gonna take this like, help the amount of rounding for the spine. It lets you release those muscles along the back so they don't feel locked, but released. Let your hands release to the mat. We're gonna walk feet together. Press into your feet. Come up to stand with the arms at your sides. Just take a moment to align from tailbone up through low back, through mid back, the back of your head. Right now we've got standing posture a little, a little more complex in terms of how we're relating the rib cage to head. Then let the head drop off it, let it come forward. Use the muscles of the upper back to draw yourself back in the line. Feel your core body as you do. So we're gonna bring the hands to the abdominals. Uh, let the head fall forward into that kind of down and forward posture as far as you want it to go. Notice what happens in your core. Now move from that base of your skull, move from the muscles there. Draw your head back up into alignment, pause. You stay right there, you breathe in and out, Ujjayi. And then I'm coming up for a thumb check. Did anyone feel their abdominals come online when they moved their head? Did most of it? Yes, good. Like this is the quickest abdominal exercise you can ever do is to bring your head back up in the line, right? And, and if you did feel that, that's a really good sign that, that your body is well integrated, right? That you didn't move from just the muscles of your neck, but you let your core body support you in this. All right, so double duty, neck relief and good abs. Like, come on. Just add tacos and we're like in the right place. Somebody please add tacos. Until then, sane, inhale, reach up. Keep that alignment and feel the abdominals up through your ring fingertip. See if you can feel that. And each time, exhale, bow forward. And breathe in, lift halfway, flat back. And plant your hands and step back, high or low push-up. We'll breathe in, upward facing dog, hands down, tips of the ears up, head in line, right, just find what that is for you. And down dog, same idea here, where you find that set of your eyes that allows your neck to be long. And look forward, walk or lightly hop to your hands. Breathe in, lift halfway, go up high enough to feel mid-back working, feel the alignment on the back of the neck. Then exhale, we'll fold. And then let all of it go. Then press your feet down, we come up, mountain pose, arms overhead. Align the head so you feel the abdominals come online and reach the ring fingertip. Exhale, fold. We're gonna stay with this for a while just to get that particular activation as muscle memory. Breathe in, lift halfway. Also this, mid-back working. Then plant your hands. Keep that as much as you can as you lower, high or low push-up. That back of the skull moving into alignment, abdominals on. 
He's an upward facing dog. Breathe out, down dog. Look forward, walk or lightly hop. We'll breathe in, lift halfway, press long, feel the back body working and draw in. Breathe in, reach up. Press the ring and pinky fingertip. Exhale, bow. Breathe in, lift halfway, long, plant your hands, right? Chaturanga is just a standing pose. Same muscles apply, the upper back and the abdominals working together. Breathe in, good. Breathe all the way out. Check in with the alignment of your head and down dog. Look forward, walk or lightly hop to your hands. Breathe in, reach up. Abdominals up through ring fingertip. And exhale. Breathe in. Plant your hands, breathe out. Breathe in. Be good to the back of the neck here, align it well. And breathe out. Same thing here, set your eyes so the back of the neck feels long. And look forward, walk or hop. Then you will be in that flexion of the neck, that you press it out, press along in the half lift, and then fold down and release the muscle. Good. One more round. Reach up to stand. Exhale, bow forward. We'll breathe in, lift halfway. Plant your hand, step back, high or low push-up. Abdominals in, tips of the ears forward. Breathe in, upward facing dog, hands down, tips of the ears up. Down dog, breathe all the way out. I'm gonna pause here and bend your knees, like even if you don't need to, but, but like, you just do, because it's just what we're doing. And what we're making here in, in the eye of your mind, see this is Ukatasana. It was Ukatasana that fell over, drunken Ukatasana. And uh, just get the idea of the alignment of the spine here. So these are bent like they would be in chair pose. And the spine is aligned from hips, the low back, rib cage, and head. Right now, what will usually happen in Katasana is that the head falls in. Go ahead and let your head fall in here, chin towards your chest. Then bring your head back into alignment between your arms. Right now, in Ukatasana, your arms might not take this diagonal. That's fine, uh, but they might. The idea is that your head is in line with your spine as diagonal. Look forward, walk or lightly hop top of the mat. Halfway lift, flat back, heart forward, back of the neck long. Breathe out, bow forward. You're gonna drop your hips back. Bring your body up to that diagonal. Align your head on the diagonal. Arms may be around your ears, around your uh, eyes. They might not, might be down forward. The head to rib cage to hips, right? Just like down dog. Breath in and breath out as you fold. Yoga is like one big GRE exam on the deck. If you rotate the shape, is this the same shape? Breathe in, lift halfway, flat back. Plant your hands, step back. High or low push up. 
Breathe in. Upward facing dog. Tips of your ears lift up. Breathe out. Downward facing dog. And take the right leg up and back behind as you do. Keep your head set where it is next day. Again, it's going to try to pull your head forward. I don't know why the leg tries to pull the head back with it, but it does. Bend your knee, open your hip. Same idea that you're keeping your gaze set centered. Back of your neck long. And uh, I would place money on your head having dropped in if you weren't fully engaging your back with some amount of precision here. I place money on my head having dropped forward. Breath in, breath out. Knee to chest, take a big step, low lunge. And I've never gambled in my life, like ever, but I would bet on that. Press your front foot down, send your right hip up and back. A modified version of pyramid. And then we'll bend again. And so for right now, go ahead and take a little time off from babysitting your neck. But what you could do is let the chin bow in as you rock back. And then trace the gaze forward so that your neck is long and uncrimped as you rock forward. So there's some, almost had some melodic movement, but yeah, kind of, kind of melodic here. Just, I don't know what the word I was looking for, but melodic seemed to uh, do it for me. I meant flowing, <laughs> but uh, like, and, and simple, like not symphonic, but simple melody. Metaphors are just they're right and left today. Back knee down next time around. And press into your front foot. We're going to lift up with arms at the sides. And it's often easy to figure this out, arms at sides. Level your chin. Right? And your hips will be a little displaced in lunch. It's supposed to be that way. Draw your abdominals in. We're going to take the arms up. We're going to stack arms over collarbones. And then like your ring fingertip, it's pulling the abdominals up. And the back of your head lifts, pulling the abdominals up. Then if you have some mobility to lift your sternum, take that whole thing with you as you go into some kind of back bend. Exhale, hands to your mat. Step back, down dog. Breath in. Breath out, come down to your knees for hero. And you'll sit back. And I'm just going to show a different spin on what we just did. Uh, so we're in a lunge. And you can kind of see this in the, in the shape of the hips here. Tailbone's going to be pointing back in this particular kind of lunge, a little bit or a lot. Right? Low back's going to have a more pronounced curve. But the rib cage is not going to sit level. It's going to be in a little back bend, more or less, depending on your spine. Uh, I've got the, the aggressively inward spine in the low back, but it's not like a back bend. That's just how things are put together. From here, right, when we take the arms at the sides, it's easier to make sure that our head hasn't done this or this. I'm stacking my arms and bring them up. And I'm going to take the ring fingertip. I'm going to press up. And that's going to help engage muscles along the side of the body. I'm going to take the back of the skull. I'm going to press up. So that helps engage muscles along the front of the body. From here, instead of doing this, which is just the lift of my chin and the crush of the back of my neck, the loss of the microphone, uh, I'm going to go up with the center of the chest. And then whatever degree the center of the chest can go up and back, the rest of, of my body will go. But if you notice here, back of the neck not getting crimped at all. That's what we're striving for in a back bend. Going back to your down dog. Right. Pause, breathe in. Check in with the back of your neck as you breathe out. Set your gaze to one point. Then you're going to take your left leg up and back. And as you do, just hold steady with your head. No response there, no reaction or reposition as you need to. Bend your upper knee. Same idea here. You're going to keep. Gaze at center, the head at center. Breathe. 
breath in, breath out, bring your knee in toward your chest. Big step into a low lunge. If you got blocks on your hands that you like for this, use those. And we'll take that simple flow of straightening and bending through the front leg. Raising of the hips up and back and then dropping them down and forward. At a steady rhythmic pace for you. You can take it away from, from all that extra kind of attention that we've been giving to one part of the body and just allowing this to free flow through from feet to head. As we have been paying attention to the upper back of the neck, we probably have some built-in awareness there. Use it well. Then back knee down. We're pressing the feet and arms at sides. Just come to, to Anjani Asana, arms at sides. Let your head fall down and forward. Just like phone scrolling posture. Then bring your head up, stacking the bones of the neck, lifting up the tips of the ears. Now um, look up toward your ceiling. Just turn your nose up. And then Bring that back to level. Lift up through the back of the skull. Feel what eye level is for you. Hold that steady. Just Zen meditation with the eyes as you take the arms up to stack over the collarbones. Our eyes haven't moved. Now you've got the center of your chest, the sternum, the heart, however you want to think of it. Pull it up and then see if your rib cage will go back. And as your rib cage goes back, take head and arms along with. And if you feel the, the strap muscles at the front of the neck pulling strongly, too far. Breath in. Breath out, one back up. Hands to your mat and step back, down dog. Breath in. And breath out. And if you do go too far with your neck, you will feel what are commonly called the strap muscles. But they, they also feel like straps at the front of the neck. You feel those holding on a lot. That is your sign. Like that's just been too far. It interferes with breathing. It interferes with just comfort. Right. Breath in. Check in the back of your neck. Align your head well. Set your eyes. Breathe out. Look forward. Walk or lightly hop. Top of the mat. We'll breathe in. Lift halfway. Use the muscles of your mid back. Extend the front of your body. Breathe out. Fold. One breath in, Ukatasana, sit your hips back, align your spine at the diagonal, the tips of your ears pull up as you reach through ring and pinky fingertip, feel your abdominals, like come online and then keep that as you bow. Bow in, do let your head drop. Breathe in, lift halfway, flat back. Plant the hand, step back, down dog or low push up as you go, low push up. Forward, tips of the ears forward, back of the neck long. We'll breathe in, upward facing dog. Press your hands down, press your feet down, tips of the ears lift to downward facing dog. Breathe out. Right foot forward. Warrior one first with arms down to the sides. And then orienting same way that we did. Arm bones sack over collarbones. Lift the center of your chest as you sit lower in your front thigh. Up and back with the heart. When you exhale, warrior two, take your gaze to your side wall. Look directly in front of you at eye level. Don't look at your body. Don't look around the room. Look exactly in front of you, eye level. Just Zen monk warrior eyes. Get the sense of the back of the neck long, decompress those vertebrae by lifting the back of the skull. And here we're gonna simply rotate the head on its axis, same way we were doing when we were seated. So the head doesn't drop down and forward, only go as far as, as your neck goes comfortably. Again, not getting those 
tight strap muscles involved, but you've turned to look forward over the front hand. Chin is level, eyes are level. Breath in, keep the gaze as you sit deeper. Breath in, heart up, align as you need to. Like, so if you, if you lift the chest, you're gonna reposition the head too. Right? Every time you move from the lower spine, reposition in the upper spine. One more breath here. When you exhale, we're doing different hands to hips. Turn to look over your back shoulder. Then look down at your back foot. Take your right thumb to right underarm and lift that underarm up. So we've created the conditions for reverse. Right arm then up overhead. Check in with the neck muscles. If they need you to do a little less turn of the head, do. Breath in. Breathe out, back up through warrior two, reset the gaze straight ahead. Then hands to your mat, step back, down dog, and realign head in line with the arms. Breath in. Breath out. And that sweep into reverse is often really dramatic and we lose all sense of, of how we're aligning because it's fun. You can also learn something from it. Step your left foot forward into the warrior one with arms down. With arms down, just directly to the sides, your gaze straight ahead. Then stack the arms. So everything stays the same from your shoulders to your head, but you lift the center of your chest and see what movement you can get at the thoracic spine. Is it lower? Check in with the front of the neck. And if those muscles have kicked in, the head's just sitting too far back. Breath in and breath out, warrior two. Your gaze to your side wall, nowhere else for right now. Just to train the eyes and to train that eye level. And do nothing except rotate the head. That apple on a stick is turning. And notice if the shoulders or rib cage can start around. That's okay if they did. Put everything back in place. Eyes stay set. You sit low in the leg. As you sit low in the leg, pull up to the center of your chest. And if you feel a measurable rise in your rib cage, reposition the head too. Breath in. Breath out. Breath in. When we breathe out, we're going to bring hands to the hips. You're going to keep your eyes at this level. Turn your head back across the field of vision. So Zen monk warrior, look down to the back foot. So now you've tucked the chin in. Right. Then left thumb to left underarm. It's like the suspender move. You're pulling up your suspenders, lift the underarm. Then lift the arm. Again, if you're looking at your foot and feeling like the front of the neck is a little too involved, look more over toward the edge of the mat. Let the head move to align the neck well. Breath in. When we breathe out, you're gonna come up and you're just gonna have a beat at warrior two before you bring the hands down and step back. Down dog, realign the head. Breath in. And breath out. And on inhale, move forward to a high plank. From your heels to the back of your head, elongate. The heart pull forward, the front body lengthen. The head in line. Then let the head take forward head posture here. It's called chicken beak, right? You're pecking at the floor. And move from base of the skull, pull your head back into alignment. Bring your knees down. We're going to sit back to down dog because if you're doing that properly, that was quite enough. Thank you. True. True. Of course, you were doing it properly. I'm well aware that uh, you all do not need my presence. So I'm very grateful that you allow me to come to your yoga class. Uh, it's Things look really good these days. 
that being sideways and aligning the head pretty hard. So have one more breath here, child's pose, because we're gonna do it again. Next inhale, come on up to down dog. If you didn't come out of down dog, uh, well, just hopefully your arms are still very fresh so that this works well. Come on back to a high plank. If it's not, then you take your knees for sure. And then in the plank, press hands down, draw your heart forward. Tips of the ears forward. Keep that. Breathe here. Press the floor away. So abdominals in. Back of the head continues to lift onto line. You're going to bend the right knee without letting your head come off line. Right knee almost touches the floor, then straighten the leg again. Bend the left knee almost touches the floor, but not quite touch. Straighten the leg again. Right knee bends almost, but not quite. Squeeze the legs tight. Back of the head stays long, back of the neck working. Left knee almost touches, not quite. Squeeze. Right knee touches almost, not quite, but head stays in line. Okay, so the legs are just distraction here. They're also working your core, but just distraction to keep back of the head lined up. And then knees down, sit back, child's pose. This time, if you want, arms at your sides, that'll be nice for them. And tuck your chin in, let the shell of your upper back melt and get a nice curve. It is definitely harder to almost touch the knee, not quite, than it is to actually touch the knee there. If you're feeling that, uh, sorry, I'm not sorry. Also, almost but not quite. Does that remind anyone of Shel Silverstein poem? Does anyone in here remember that Shel Silverstein? Almost perfect, but not quite. Oh, thank you. I knew it'd be you. I did. <laughs> Maybe it'd be a certain age to remember that book. Where the sidewalk ends stands the test of time, though. If you've not read Where the Sidewalk Ends recently, or Light in the Attic, Giving Tree. We might have a class where we just read the Giving Tree in Shavasana. Is that like a good, yeah, that would be good. Come on up to hands and knees and over onto your back. I think that should be like a new Christmas tradition here. Is everyone good with that? Would you come to that class? The English teacher would all come to that class. <laughs> yeah. Onto your back for bridge. You press your arm bones down, press the back of your head down. We're staying here. We'll breathe for five. You can lace your fingers, walk the shoulder blades together if you like. As much of your spine off the floor as possible, but the back of your head level. So, one thing that can happen as we start to shift around, bringing arms behind, is that the nose starts to point more toward the back wall. You won't do that. You'll level out your head. Gaze straight up toward the ceiling of the sky. Zen monk status with your eyes. Breath in. And then breath out. Slowly release down. Pause here, hands to your center line. and Let the front of your body just get soft. Also, for those of you who have practiced Zen, I am remiss because Zen monks um, have to look at the ground. So I should like, come up with a better metaphor. I apologize. Uh, the idea is that the eyes don't move. I'll come up with something. Or maybe crowdsource it. You guys come up with something. It's called elevated Zen monk. <laughs> up again for bridge, or if you prefer wheel, plant your hand. Come on up. Maybe a surprise at how much back work we've done. In, in very simple stuff today, it may make wheel a little more doable. If you are in wheel, you're going to look out for the arch of your neck. Look straight ahead toward the back wall. You're inside out and upside down, but you can still feel the alignment of the back of the neck is long and spacious. Breath in. Breath out, slowly release down. Pause when you get there. Feel again the line of your spine, that there's this curvature of the back of your head where you're, like if it were a rocking chair, you'd be just balanced right at the center of that rocker. Then moving down from that line, rib cage, 
and sacrum. We're going to walk the feet apart and let the knees drop side to side in windshield wipers. And just tap into what parts of your body are moving. Your rib cage will rock a little bit as you go side to side. Let that happen. Shoulder blades basically stay down. But notice the fine movement up at the top of the core. One of the things we do want from this is the elongation of that really deep hip flexor, the psoas muscle. So you are going to you know, be moving a little at the rib cage, but we don't want to go so much that we lose the anchor that gives us a stretch of that deep muscle, right? Because it's it starts way up there at the at the bottom ribs. So you keep the shoulder blades down, you got this fineness of movement up the body. Keeping like a mental gaze, what's going on right there at the, the floating ribs, the very, very lowest back ribs. A little bit of movement, but not a lot. Bring your knees over to the right, pause there. We're gonna take the arms back behind. Notice what happens to your neck when you do that. For a lot of us, that will pull the, the head and that'll bring us right back toward that posture, that forward head posture. So maybe you go with cactus or a cowboy hold up arms. Cowboy surrender. Just put your hands in the air kind of pose. And right foot to the outside of the left thighs, breath down, breathe here. On an inhale, undo it, come back to center. And we'll switch sides. And again, as you move the knees over to the left, just being really aware of the rib cage will rock. And the back of the rib cage is as heavy as it can be. Just lengthening through the right side. You're also getting up into those deep muscles that those are the ones that we feel turn on when. We're doing that back of the head lifting action right? that kind of pulls the, the whole body up. And one of the, uh, that's not just a feeling you're getting, what's happening is those muscles that come around the sides of the neck, they are lifting your rib cage. Right? And that's what they're supposed to do. They're, they're there to do that when we're upright. And it gives you that, that pulling in sensation as the rib cage aligns itself. The core, the deep core in particular, is engaged in its kind of rightful state of being. Inhale, undo this. Come on back to center. Keep your sacrum level on the floor as you draw your knees to whatever degree your knees can come in with your sacrum level. So if you want to test it, right, there's a level at which you pull your knees in and the sacrum rocks up. Bring that out of it, just a level. Knees out to the side like frog or legs outside like happy baby or upturned straddle. Sacrum staying level. So you've still got whatever's going on in your kind of hip opening posture here. Sacrum, rib cage, back of your head in line. And then Now's the time at which, like if you're looking toward the screen, just you can bring your gaze, look straight up. There's nothing else to see. Then you get an imprint of your spine here. Breath in, breath out. And then release to Shavasana. That was great, y'all. Well done. Hope you enjoyed it as much as I did, because it was kind of geeky. The idea would be that we get enough information or enough practice using that information that we have some presence in the course of everyday life. That we don't need 
an intensive you know, neck release therapy session all the time where we give ourselves kindness, generosity you know, all the time through holding ourselves well. A few moments and feel the imprint of you on the floor well supported in Shavasana in your natural state. As a way of remembering who you are. And how you can be at ease. When you're ready to come back, start with the fingers and your toes. Roll to comfortable side. Take your time coming to seated. As you come to seated, anchor down through your sitting bones and Draw in through front of your body, center of the chest lifts, back of the skull lifts, and moving from the ground up. Pause for a moment and feel from top down. So muscles of the back holding the head up, raising the heart, elongating the central muscles of the core, connecting you back down to your hip. Certainly the yoga energetic kind of belief system, right? We have these ascending and descending lines of energy. That when we're in harmony, work together and balance well. We can explore those a lot of ways, but one is our posture. Right? These receptive lines of energy that move downward and these manifest line of energies that run upwards right? in harmony. Right? We're in the position of giving and receiving. Just the inhale and the exhale, that balance of in and out. And bring our hands together at heart center, both in a gesture of sealing in and offering up. Raising thumbs to forehead center and an acknowledgement of our own goodness and that of one another. We offer each other namaste. Super stuff. Well done. I love that. Your postures look great. Excellent Sunday. See you tomorrow. Bye. And thank you for joining us here.
We'd love to see you online in our Zoom classes. You can join us at 3dogyoga.com. And if you'd like to support this podcast, we're on patreon.com slash 3dogyoga. Thanks again for practicing with us. Namaste.